0: Hello, welcome, it's another Brass Monkeys episode two headlines that have been making the news around the globe this week. Of course, big news here in the UK is that Shamima Begum, who uh, was famously one of the 15-year-olds who disappeared off to the Middle East to be a jihadist a few years ago. Basically, she wanted to come back to the UK because she went, oh, I was such a young person, I didn't know what I was doing. And we said, no, sorry, Shamima, you uh, made your bed, now you've got to go and lie in it. Anyway, apparently she's now won the right of appeal, and so she's coming back to uh to appeal argue the toss whatever you want to say that she should be allowed to come back to the uk we're going to talk about that probably next week i don't know what to make of the world what about you monkey two
1: well i don't know it makes you wonder things must be pretty bad if she wants to come back here i was I mean...
0: going to say she's kind of missed the boat there really hasn't she
1: well exactly yeah things weren't too bad and now it's become this place that i i don't want to live in anymore i'm quite happy just to try and get out of here but and don't um, forget
0: if don't forget of course not only have we got the whole covid 19 thing going on but we've still got brexit yes that um, big brexit God. word it will not go away um so the latest government logo that's come out this week check change go monkey two how do you translate that
1: I just translate it as yet more bollocks from government. That's just a load of easily swallowable sound bites, and it's how they think of us. We're thick as shit. We don't know what we're doing. We can only hoover up things in very short sound bites. So basically, there's a big cliff. Let's all run off it together. Whee-haw! Sounds like go. a
0: plan. Off we go. Our uh, other news this week is Twitter. Yes, Twitter, the big echo chamber of hatred and nonsensical idiots. I know we're on Twitter as well, but it was hacked this week. Or rather, not Twitter was hacked, but some very, very high profile people. No doubt we're going to be visiting that um, in a bit more detail, if not this week, maybe next week. But uh, Monkey2, are you a Twitter fan, honestly?
1: Well, yes, obviously we do have the Brass Monkeys, at Brass Monkeys, double E with a Z on the end, or Z if you're in America. Nicely Uh, plugged, get it in there. You know we've got to get you from somewhere, haven't we? I mean, at the moment we have a grand total just looking there of two people. I think one of them is you, and the other one is me, potentially. There's another uh, one as well.
0: I believe we have. There? We have another person who actually goes. Do you know what we like? What you're doing? <laughs> in it's fact, a Russian
1: bot. It's got to be a Russian uh, bot. Yeah.
0: In fact, special mention out to the big Stevo, who I know has actually subscribed to us and says that what we're doing is very much needed so uh, thanks for your support tell your friends tell your neighbors tell your relatives let's make this a fantastic movement
1: well steve well well, i don't know i don't know what we've done to deserve your custom but thank you very much it's nice to have exactly it's good um... to
0: have you along good news this week apparently as well um, the whole vaccine thing's moving on quite nicely we've got various trials going on where they've actually got to the point where they're actually infecting people deliberately with this horrible disease and it seems to be that we're getting some good results so maybe, just maybe, the madness the insanity that is 2020 will come to an end sooner rather than later we won't hold our breath but again it's something we'll keep our eye on. Good news, I think you'll agree Monkey 2?
1: Oh definitely, I mean they did say that they hope to have something at the earliest by September and we're sort of rapidly homing in on that. Anything that means I haven't got to go and wear a mask everywhere, which, you know, I understand why, and I completely understand that it's a good thing to do, but... God, it's a pain in the ass, isn't I'll it? i tell you really? what,
0: I've realised my breath is bad.
1: It's one way of finding out, I suppose. Yeah,
0: seriously bad. Of course, the other big news this week, this is a UK story but really applies anywhere in the world at the moment because um, we have touched previously on the fact that the next Cold War is not a, a physical war, it's a technology war all about controlling information. And of course, the big news this week is that the, uh, the UK government have finally started to get their clammy fingers off the uh, Russia report and make it available for people to look at. And already... It seems the stories are there that the Russians have had their fingers in uh, the Brexit campaign and also, most recently, the 2019 UK general election. There's going to be a lot more on this story. We'll be on top of it as much as we can be. But anyway, that's uh, just a, a little overview of what's been happening in the world today. I think we should get on with what's on this week here on Brass Monkeys. Brass <laughs> Monkeys Government this week in the UK, uh, more flim flamming. I love that word flimflam, don't you? It's two words actually technically. The flim flam machine. Our British government is an example of one of the finest versions of that. I think you'll agree monkey too.
1: Oh definitely yes, they've made an art out of it. They treat us like idiots. They're thinking well if it ain't broke let's not fix it keep going keep feeding them rubbish and they'll keep voting for us and um, it seems to be a tried and trusted method that works very well for the ultimate flim flammer himself and his little monkey in chief whose name we have we haven't mentioned it yet have we yeah no let's try not to i think that might be a policy on the show let's try not to mention his its name
0: indeed so yeah flim flam and flip-flopping is very much the way of things in uh, 2020 here in the uk i mean where do where do you stand on the masking do you think we're meant to wear them in shops and on public transport and in open spaces with other members of the public? Or do you think we should wear them actually when we're at home with our nearest and dearest? Or do you think we should just go actually makes no difference and not wear one at all? And in fact, are you one of those who are actually so vehemently opposed to the idea of wearing a mask that you just kick up a fuss like one particular Tory MP did in the Houses of Parliament this week. They're called muzzle gruzzles.
1: <laughs> <laughs> muzzle gruzzles. Yeah, I can't help but think that he's a bit of a bell end, personally. Because well, he is. He
0: said it's an imposition, an imposition that I should have to wear a mask when I go out and about. It doesn't matter that I'm infected with this wretched virus.
1: If I've got it, you can have it. I give the merest of f- think you'll find is uh, what tory oh monkey about too, monkey too. you obviously
0: got slightly wound up there that's not i like did you. i not did like i'm you. sorry we about that we don't normally get offensive language from monkey no no we have. don't zoe do you know zoe
1: Zoe. No? Who's Zoe? uh, Well,
0: Zoe and I are on very good terms. And actually, I think this is where I do a public service here. So Zoe is actually an application that runs on my phone. It's for reporting symptoms of COVID-19. And what they want you to do is each day is just to report in and just say whether you're feeling okay or not. You know, they ask two things. Do you feel normal? Well, I haven't felt normal for years, but that's by the by. Do you feel normal? And have you had a COVID test? And occasionally they'll ask you some extra questions as well. But the beauty of it is, is that all of that data is being fed in and it is actually getting to to SAGE as well and to the government and and to Public Health England and probably other health agencies across the rest of the United Kingdom. But actually it's a way that you can help people to understand where the virus is, what it's doing. And um, I was a little bit skeptical at first, but actually I really, really feel that I'm doing something worthwhile. If you Google Zoe, COVID-19 app, you'll find the details, but um, I've been doing it for a couple of months now. I don't do it every day. I must admit I feel a bit guilty when I miss it out by accident. If you subscribe and you actually are updating them on your, your state of health, You also have access to their info as well, so you get an idea of what's happening in your locality and across the rest of the country.
1: Have you noticed any uh, big spikes around where you are, any sort of increase or decrease?
0: Well, in this particular part of wooded England, we seem to have a relatively small number of cases. Although I could drive 20 miles east or west of here and find very, very high concentrations of the virus. So it is there. Um, it's, it's, I think down to the fact that I live in a relatively rural area as opposed to built up area and there, therefore obviously my exposure on a day to day basis is lower. Having said that, I work professionally in a job that um, puts me in front of people every day. I've worked right the way throughout the uh, the crisis, throughout the lockdown, I've been, you wouldn't necessarily call me a key worker, but I, in some ways I am. Um, my wife is a key worker. So, you know, we've been exposed all the way through and I, you know, I know families that have uh, been exposed to the virus as well. So, you know, any of these naysayers who go, oh, it's all a scam. It's
1: all, you know, uh, it's all been made up and whatever. it rubbish. It's there. It's out there. And it is killing people. This is why I get so irate by people like this uh, aforementioned Tory who is um, saying, oh, I don't see why I should In be wearing imposition. a mask. Well, exactly, but if you only have to look at the figures that people who are customer-facing, people who have worked throughout in shops, you know, in places that are still open petrol stations, all this sort of thing. The the numbers don't lie. They are people who are dying quicker and in in greater numbers. So if you don't give a monkeys, if you'll pardon the pun, don't bring uh, us into disrepute. <laughs> no, we're clean and um, very, <laughs> very, very, uh, very, very well mannered monkeys, as as we say, the odd rude word apart. But I mean we ain't got the lurgy have we let's face it monkey we're clean aren't we well we might scratch our ass from time to time but otherwise well yeah but that's necessary isn't it but if touching wood as i'm just sitting here on my tree i haven't come across it yet i've known people who have been close to it but nobody i know has actually had it yet and i very much hope that's going to be the case and if just by sort of the act of putting us a barrier between myself and someone who is far more likely to come into contact with it helps them and if nothing else gives them a bit more reassurance and I don't see any problem whatsoever obviously ideally we're not going to have to do this for too long and that this vaccine is going to come along and prevent this and help us try and get back to some sort of normality because if this goes on much longer it's going to get pretty bloody boring.
0: You're listening to Brass Monkeys. What is it to be a woke? And if you are a one, what happens when you get cancelled? That's what I want to know. And I still, I really don't understand this. Monkey 2, if if I say to you, you're woke, what do you think? Well, I'd say, yeah, it's probably about half past
1: seven in the morning. It's time I got out of my pit. Basically, what
0: you're saying then, Monkey 2, is you ain't got a clue about being woke.
1: Uh, no, I'm being flippant. I mean, I do have an understanding about it. It's something that was uh, introduced but about you know civil rights in America, black rights and uh, being more aware of the uh, impositions that were being put upon people and I think it's a very important thing. I know it's been adapted and has taken different forms as we've got into the, the millennials and the millennials have seized upon it and uh, it's become slightly more weaponised now. I think at its heart it's a very laudable thing. The fact that it's now being used for nefarious purposes and used as a term of abuse if nothing else I think tells you an awful lot about the state of the world.
0: Monkey 2, can I cut across you there? because I was watching the Golden Globes back in January and um, Ricky Gervais, once more, was asked to uh, host them. And it always makes me laugh. We all know what Ricky Gervais is like. We've all seen him. We've all heard him. And last time he hosted the Golden Globes, he was brilliant. Mm. He was really entertaining. People were outraged. And, of course, they invited him back this January and he, he, he attacked the whole woke movement. And I think my understanding of being woke is... It's a bit like, oh, I'm holier than you. I'm like, I'm more in touch with what's happening in the world. So there are people out there whose sole purpose is to be seen to be better than everybody else. Ricky Gervais basically just pulled them all up and went, you know, you're all a bunch of tossers and you're all taking the piss. And people didn't like it, but it was great. That leads me on to the other thing, which is I really hadn't clocked on to the council culture until uh, about a month ago when the whole thing with J.K. Rowling and um, transphobic, whatever it was, all kicked off. But this whole council thing is about free speech or the lack of it. And I find it quite threatening, but also brilliant, that people like Ricky Gervais are bringing it to the fore. Because what he's basically saying is it's become absolutely impossible to say something that criticises a people, a type, a race a background. You cannot criticise anybody legitimately because somebody somewhere is going to say, you can't say that because you are being blank. And this is the whole council culture. So it's, uh, it, and he was talking about it being very much an extreme left-wing thing. I don't know if it is extreme left-wing. I think it's everywhere. And I think it's a, a result of our modern day culture and the technology platforms that we have that allow everybody to have a voice and to share that voice and people to be able to shut down people which is what the council culture is he made a really good point because he just said you've got people like comedians like social commentators who are spending all their time terrified of upsetting somebody so they are filtering and editing whatever they say that goes out into the public domain because they don't want to offend anybody and he said and i absolutely get this doesn't matter what you do what you say someone somewhere will always be offended and not only that it's a good thing it is a good thing because that's what that's what encourages debate and discussion not shutting people down by shouting with your fingers in your ears and going i'm not listening i feel like i've just gone on a bit of a rant there monkey two
1: Well, it was your turn, wasn't it? I mean, I had my go earlier on. But yeah, what you're saying is absolutely right. As we've said before, everybody's withdrawing to the margins. You're either for or against. No matter what it is, there's always going to be diametrically opposed factions. There's no middle ground anymore. The middle ground seems to have been cancelled out. Those of us in the middle who are going, I can see what you say. I like that. I I like that. The way you described it
0: the middle ground with the excluded
1: with the excluded middle i think that's that's a phrase i can't lay claim to that that's something that another wise man Mm once used in another context altogether but it seems to fit the situation we're in we we you're either for or anti there's there's everyone's withdrawing you're either for or anti-brexit you're either for or anti-trump if you're not with us then you're against us that whole thing you know if you're not part of the solution you're part of the problem and there's there's no meeting in the middle and i think this is something we desperately need the world needs but i mean in microcosm britain needs we have no center ground of course um, ricky
0: gervais is by no means the first person to attack this kind of culture and let's be honest this this culture whether you call it woke and cancel today has been there in many other forms over the years in fact mccarthyism is probably a good example of it you know they're, they're very good one. when you want to, you want to examine the way the world works, and the way people try and shut down people who've got opinions that are unwelcome, shall we say. There, there's one guy particularly, I know that you're a great fan of Monkey 2.
1: Uh, Bill Hicks, what a man. Um Yes, there's there's somebody who was taken long before his time, but he's he was a very acerbic and very targeted and very forthright comedian who literally cut through the crap and just pointed things out for what they were, and he was very much a Marmite person. You either loved him or you hated him and I very much loved him. Everything he said spoke me. Bill Hicks was a legend, and a lot of what he was saying back then, you could bring forward the 30 years to now, pretty much the 30 years, and it would still be relevant. You just have to change the names on the doors. He was very good, and I would urge anyone who is too young or wasn't into that sort of thing at the time, go and hunt down Bill Hicks, and you will not be sorry. He, um, he's a man who was taken way before his time, and we're much the poorer for his past. I think we'll,
0: um, we'll stick a link to a, a YouTube. Uh, channel, shall we? Maybe at the end. Oh, there's there's think plenty of, work, of help it. Help yeah, pl- um, I tell you what, it just reminds me of another person, uh, Michael Moore. Oh yeah. Um, and a book that I would recommend to anybody. Uh, it's called Dude, Where's My Country? You talked earlier, didn't you, about public transport and um, the issues of getting on it and and masks and all the rest of it. And it just reminded me of a, a different world. Do you remember a world when Public transport was actually the start of an adventure. Getting on, getting on the um, National Express. Can you name the song about National Express, Monkey 2?
1: Well, it's called National Express and it's by the Divine Comedy, who it's were also famous for doing the Father Ted theme tune. Beautifully crafted song. It is. Wonderful. Lovely. Uh,
0: recommend you check that out. Uh, but it just reminded me of a, of a better world, you know, when, when railway journeys involve sitting on a comfortable seat where you actually sat into it rather than sitting on a piece of hardboard. In fact, do you remember those days when you had individual compartments in carriages? You know, when you oh, slide yes. the door and then you walk in and there's gentlemen of a certain age reading a newspaper... And, wearing and of course, a bowler hat. Wearing a bowler hat, probably smoking a cigarette or a cigar
1: or a pipe. Pipe, a pipe. A pipe, a pipe, yes. Well, I was reading the FT or the Thunderer. <laughs> the Thunderer. Why was it called the Thunderer? Uh, I don't know, because when
0: it spoke, people quaked. British Rail catering was not actually that bad. I have to tell you, a British Rail bacon sandwich was actually pretty good. It wasn't bad, actually. It, it wasn't, wasn't bad half
1: all. bad at all got a very bad rap well
0: it wasn't wrapped was it
1: oh bad i left joke. myself open to that one i left bad myself open. Sorry, since this... that had left my mouth i knew that monkey
0: humor get... coming to the fore sea link do you remember sea link
1: ah yes C-Link. so sea link
0: for those of you of a certain age this may be a completely alien culture but there was a time when our railways were nationalized not only though did we have british rail but we had sea link which was the ferry division of british rail but not only that they were at the vanguard of the next big thing what
1: was that monkey too oh hovercraft oh we like hovercraft around here don't we also
0: owned and
1: operated by british
0: rail under the name
1: of sea speed sea speed so you had conjure up an image
0: you had sea link and sea speed if you want to ride on a hovercraft today you can still do so you can do so from South Sea, just outside Portsmouth, to ride on the Isle of Wight. It's a commercially operating hovercraft, although if it's operating at the moment or not under the COVID uh, climate, I'm not quite sure. Because they don't know how social distancing works on a hovercraft. Have you any ideas, Monkey 2?
1: They have kept operating throughout this crisis. I think they have maintained a very important link between the island and the mainland. But I think now things are back to normal. They're probably adopting the same sort of restrictions that public transport everywhere else is. So wear a mask and try not to touch each other. And generally we <laughs> try should all not be alright. Try not all to all touch right. each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, that, should be, that should be the new government thing. Going you? back to work. Getting on public transport.
1: Keep your try hands not, to yourself. Try not to touch each other. These I love dirty, the idea, dirty, though, that the bastard.
0: hovercraft is still working. That's brilliant news. I'm really, really pleased about that. Let's be honest. That hovercraft that operates today commercially is a pale imitation of what once was the future of ocean going transport wasn't it
1: oh it certainly was I mean these things were behemoths if ever you have the opportunity and again this isn't just a big advert for Portsmouth there is the most wonderful museum and I imagine at the minute it probably isn't open for business sadly but if uh, if you do get the opportunity when things are sort of back to some form of normality and you do live not a million miles from the south coast of the UK pop along to on the Solent where there is the most wonderful museum with a lot of very big and very antiquated pieces of technology just sat there lurking and the biggest and the most amazing of them all is the princess and hovercraft it's a thing called an srn4 and it was the thing that used to thunder across the channel between dover and um, latterly calais but they used to also go between dover and boulogne and ramsgate uh, a bit further along the coast basically kent to france you could get on one of these massive great four four engined four propellered behemoths that's the only thing that you can use it was like a a low-flying missile that used to point itself to and from France and and England and it would carry cars and people and it's bigger than you can possibly imagine and the noise it made you could hear from anywhere in Dover and along the coast when they were going backwards and forwards it sounded like World War two and the Lancasters were taking off astonishing things and they can only be done justice by looking at them and uh, once again youtube will be your friend go and search for srn4 hovercraft and uh, gaze in awe as we used to sadly no longer flying they became too expensive to run due to the fact that they were basically running with jet engines and it was drinking fuel at a rate of knots and what finally finished them off was the lack of duty free and ironically we could be heading back to having duty-free now that we're no longer part of the EU so um, who knows they might resurrect the idea. (laughs)
0: Here on uh, Brass Monkeys, we like to cover all of the important topics in your world, even if you don't know that they're important to you just yet. They will be in a moment. We're going to look back. We're going to go back into the mists of time, aren't we, Monkey 2? This week on uh, Brass Monkeys, we're looking at favourite toys from your childhood. Monkey 2, Tin Can Alley.
1: Yeah, basically, you've got a uh, a bit of um, plastic wood that looked like the top of a fence. Plastic tin cans... And uh, and you got what looked like a Winchester rifle. You know, the sort of thing you used to have as a toy if you were of a certain age and a boy back in the 70s with the repeating bit where your hand went forwards and back to every time you fired it to fire a new bullet not something i've ever used in anger uh, or like ever. the
0: one you see in the westerns like the one you get in Yay. the westerns that's, that's so the i'm gonna thing. take out another indian i can't the... say that can i
1: no you no, can't, I can't say, say that. that
0: i'm gonna take out another native north american red indian apache we... person
1: local indigenous i'll get my coat and we'll take their land, and then we'll say no more about it. No, you know the sort of thing. Circle the wagons. I'm going to do some shooting. It's. Uh, it was one of those. It fired light at this plastic bit of wood that was made to look like a fence. And if you shot the bit of light through the right hole, the tin can above that little hole would jump off the top, and you, as if you'd shot the thing. And That's it was pretty just advanced, brilliant. isn't it? It was. It was good for its time. I mean, it was the same sort of technology. Which, if you remember, those spinner tone TV games from the late seventies and early eighties, where you could actually point a gun at the TV screen and shoot the dot. It's the same sort of thing. Light technology. Ladies very, and gentlemen, brass, plastic, brass Monkeys is a
0: non-violent program, just for the benefit of those of you may be wondering.
1: Toy but guns, by the way, I
0: I did have a Spudgy-O-Matic.
1: Oh, yeah, I've still got mine somewhere. Have you? It's up on the shelf, I think. Uh, I hope know. you've I got, got a firearms
0: get... licence for that there, Spudgymatic.
1: Oh, it's, it's locked in a cupboard, probably. That's oh, all right, then, isn't it? It's probably safe. Yeah, <laughs> no, they come round and check every so sort often. I've detected potato residue on this thing. <laughs> you've been out shooting again. No, no, not me.
0: Speak and spell as well. I, I, I must admit, this one missed me.
1: You never had a speak and spell? I never
0: had a speak and spell. I came from a agricultural background. We ah. had no time for electronics. We just had things like play with a sheep. Mm, Stop well, that let's... before I go any further.
1: It's going to say less said about that the better. Uh, uh, speaking spell was speaking spell was good fun, wasn't it? I mean, um, I never. had I don't one... know because I didn't have one. Well. I mean, from personal experience, I never owned one personally, one of the original orange and yellow things where it was, say, now spell collar, and it was in the American. Well, in an so American accent. It, it was. It sounded a bit like, um, I don't know, say Stephen Hawking was being throttled. It was, now spell collar, C-O-L-O-R, that is correct. Things like that, and it was always spelt wrong. The early ones had the American spellings in, and I think okay. they eventually we ended up with ones that were more sort of proper English, not the, uh, the mess that the Americans have made. Sorry to our American cousins. But so what, yeah. they actually
0: sampled an English voice then?
1: I think it was electronically um, generated. I don't think sampling was came anywhere near the thing. That would have been far too clever for the late 70s, which is when these things came out. That's
0: a bit of a disappointment. I I had this vision of them maybe having a, the voice of Joanna Lumley or something like that.
1: Ah, uh, no. Well, can move you on a little bit here. Fast forward from the um, the late 70s heyday of uh, Texas instruments uh, creation. And uh, they released a thing called Super Speak and Spell in this country. And this, yeah, this, this is was like in Mark II, the... then, is it? Mark II, yeah. It was um, uh, run right about the early early 90s, early mid 90s, I think. And I noticed that Super Speak and Spell now featured the voice of none other than our very famous TV personality, if you're of a certain age again, Brian Kant, who you will remember from things like Play, play Away, Play School. Not play, yeah, away. Yeah. play Away, Brian Kant that's brian kant also the voice of uh camberwick green he was a legend
0: what a great guy what What a a great great loss what a great loss actually he
1: was the voice of our generation that man anyway you can see where this is going his voice was featured and was sampled into super speak and spell which uh immediately led to my buying one purely so i could take it home and get him to say rude words holy moly
0: Time to move on to the world that is Trump.
1: Uh, really? Do we have to? Can we, not we don't just... have to.
0: What's your What's your understanding of Clickbait Monkey 2?
1: Uh, strategically placed uh, and salacious and attractive news stories or things that uh, people think, oh, that'll get somebody to click on that and have a look at it. And every time they do, I will earn some money. So Beautifully. You know, when... Yeah. and
0: eloquently
1: described are yeah. you a victim of clickbait no i i deliberately do not click it even you if see, it's something that i every fiber in my being is going you're interested in that i won't touch it with a pole. see bowl. this
0: this is the difference between you and me monkey 2, because mm-hmm. i too try to be that wise monkey mm-hmm. but i am i am a fool i'm a foolish monkey
1: well we all know that and
0: and i go oh that's an interesting story And I know what I'm doing. I know I'm falling foul to it. When I'm looking on the internet and I'm looking at, you know, a story, I Google something ahead of uh, uh, Brass Monkey's episodes, you know, I'm I'm looking at things and I see at the bottom of articles, you can see the obvious clickbait. But on my phone, I get notifications coming up. And I'm just looking through here. I'm just going to read these through to you, okay? These are all from the same British newspaper. Brexit crisis. EU hints it will ignore UK deadline. Torts could now drag on for months. Uh, ITV. GMB's Dr Hillary issues stark warning on face marks as they become compulsory in shops. Dr Hillary Jones has issued a startling warning on face coverings. HMRC alert. We want to support taxpayers. Tax deferment rules take effect in two weeks. And one more just for good measure. Piers Morgan sparks frenzy with big announcement days after GMB exit threat. Okay, so all of those stories came from one paper. Every one of those stories, I have to admit, for the purpose of this program, I have actually clicked on them just to make sure I'm right. Every one of those stories is a non story. Complete and utter rubbish. I mean, literally to the point of view that there is nothing to report, not even a half story. But the one that all those stories came from was the Daily Express. When you think about the quality of journalism in 2020 in these newspapers, I think it's really sad because the reality is, is that the career path that journalists would have taken, where you became a cub reporter on your local freebie newspaper and you worked your way up, that doesn't exist anymore. And therefore, the value of being a journalist has been devalued. And the result is that you end up with people working for national newspapers producing crap.
1: Yep, I think you've hit the nail on the head there, monkey one. Um, the the value of, of proper reporting in journalism, which, which there is still very good journalism in this country and, and around the world, but unfortunately you have to dig and delve so deeply to find it that it's impossible. To be fair, there is, in this country at least, there is sort of middle ground journalism. There's the independent, but the independent as a result it, it gets very few readers these days because it's not salacious because it's not offering you opinions it's because just the population the have become
0: dumbed down so they don't know what proper journalism looks like let's look ahead to next week here at brass monkeys is there anything actually that you can buy on amazon that isn't made in china are we going to see a change in manufacturing around the globe with people starting to manufacture locally here in the uk maybe that could be an answer to getting ourselves out of the huge economic hole that we're in as a result of covid19 discuss potential unemployment i know it's affecting lots of you uh close to home as well potentially reaching four million by the end of the year huge loss of economic growth as we've already said All these new houses that have been built, particularly in the southeast, who the hell's going to buy them? If you haven't got a job, you haven't got any money. On the lightest theme, going back to um, nostalgia and looking back to some of our favourite toys from the uh, 80s, very, very close to home for us here at Brass Monkeys, but we're going to visit the world of sea monkeys.
1: Ah, I love them.
0: Protozoan pets. They were never as good as you hoped they would be based on the hype. But hey, we'll have a look at that. And also... Obviously, holidays this year, all a bit out of the running for most people. Um, So, stuck at home, staycationing, whatever else. Never mind that, webcams. Watch your webcam from your favourite destination. Virtual reality holidays, we're going to be looking into that next week here at Brass Monkeys. And again, if you've got a particularly good webcam of a very, very lovely place that you'd like to be lounging on a beach with a drink of your choice, then why don't you let us know and we'll have a look at it and report back. Anyway, that's it from us, Brass Monkey 1, me, and Brass Monkey 2 over there, you. Um, Thanks for your time. It's been great. It's been a bash. Wonderful. Subscribe, like, do whatever. Tell us you think we're great or that we're crap or just... Well, do something. Just don't do nothing. Monkey 2.
1: Yeah, leave us a review. We're on iTunes now. Anywhere that you see us, if you'd like to subscribe, that would be absolutely wonderful. Please don't forget to leave a review, whether it's good or bad. We don't care. Obviously, we'd like it if it was good, but, you know, knock yourselves out. You can find us on the Twitter. We are Bruss Monkeys. That's M-O-N-K-E-E-Z or Z if you're the other side of the pond. But until next week, do take care. And uh, I'm off back up my tree for a banana ta